welcome to Chevron's Locked Stargate Podcast. The three of us are here to walk you through an awesome rewatch of Stargate. I'm Chelsea. I'm Jessica. And I'm Melanie. Uh, we thought we would just do an episode here to introduce ourselves and, and what we're trying to accomplish and what we think you can get out of listening to our podcast. So why don't we start by talking about when we started watching. And I think I'll toss that one to Melanie because I'm pretty sure she was the first one of us to start watching it, right? Yes, I was. So how in depth are we going with this? <laughs> as in depth as you want. Yeah. Okay, sure. So tell the people what they uh, want to know. So I actually started, I tried watching the show probably about six years ago. And um, I didn't like it um, <laughs> at all, actually. I didn't like the military aspect. I didn't know what was going on. The 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 guys in the um, Apophis was weird. And I didn't like Jack. And then Sam came off <laughs> way unlikable. Um, <laughs> so I didn't like it. So I, so I didn't get up past, like, the first, like, 30 minutes. Um, and then one of my friends wanted me to watch it really, really bad. So he gave me all his DVDs, and I had them for, like, a year. They sat on my table for, like, a year, and finally he threatened to take them back. So I was like, fine, I'll watch it. And I watched it, and I fell in love with it, and I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I don't know what was different between this and six years ago. But um, I basically binge watched it fairly quickly, and that's that's about it. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna sign off all of your um, the end of every time you speak with? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, get get people used to it right off the bat. Uh huh. And then I guess like so while Melanie's, I also started watching it. Like I tried watching it with my dad. Yeah, I guess like six or seven years ago as well, actually. And I, I did not like it either. And I think it was also the military aspect of it. Like I just felt bored by it, even though like it's a super, super cool concept. There was something just about like the military aspect of it that I don't know. I, just, I was bored. So I didn't. I gave up on it. And then after uh, the Dr. Blake mysteries ended we were kind of like looking for a new fandom home and Melanie was texting me and was like, Hey, Hey, I have this show. I think you'd like it. And then she started like sending me Snapchats of like different Stargate scenes that she knew would entice me. Like she was like setting up a little like Jessica trap, like with like certain shippery scenes and like things underneath luring me under. And then I started watching as well. So I started watching last year with Melanie and binge through it, and then got super addicted. And now here we are doing a rewatch the following year, also in March. I think we started in March last year. We did. That That's a good time. Right. Yeah. All right. And then I was the last of us three to jump onto this bandwagon, I, mostly because these two kept talking about it and posting fanfic and gifts and. I kept seeing them and thinking it looked awesome and they kept telling me I should watch it and I kept not having time to watch it. Uh, So then I finally started it. Oh, but then it got complicated because my husband was like, oh, I like that show. I would watch it with you. And watching a show with my husband is infinitely more complicated than just watching it on my own. And so I, I did eventually start watching it with him. And I think I made it, what, like 12 episodes in before I just bailed on John and just plowed ahead 
I feel like you just became hashtag relatable to about um, 98% of the Stargate fandom since they're, it's an older fandom and there's a, definitely a, a married couple component to it. I feel like everyone out there is like, yeah, no, we left our husbands behind as well and we just, we ran with it. Uh, so yeah, I actually only started watching it in like December, I think. October is when I started watching it. Sweet. So, yes, I started watching it in October and then binged through it really fast and then just kept watching it more. Yeah, so that that's we're all I guess fairly new to it. None of us yeah. watched it when it was airing. Mm-mm. Uh I would it- not have had the appropriate cable channels to watch it no. when it was airing. Me neither, not for the first couple of seasons cuz yeah. Stars, right? It was Stars that had it or, or Showtime. 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 Yeah. So season six, and then it was on sci-fi. Sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. I had neither of those channels, so that that wouldn't have happened. Uh, But yeah, so I'm glad we all discovered it when we did and brought each other into it. You know what's crazy too is that like even though none of us were around to watch it when it was airing, and even though it's like a 25 year show. We were done with that, like, watching. We went on to the internet, and there was still an active fandom. Like, that's awesome. Like, it's, like there are, like, current shows with dead fandoms. So it's pretty cool that Stargate's got an active one. Yeah, no, that, that was really cool. I mean, I already had you guys who were super active. But, yeah, then when I went looking, I was like, oh, there's a lot of other people who are mm-hmm. still talking about this show. So, yeah, I think that says a lot about a show, too, when it has an active fandom for that for that long that it really resonates with people as it clearly resonated with us so now we've covered when and we sort of talked about how at least for you guys that it didn't catch you immediately what eventually (laughs) caught you about the show that that brought that brought you in to decide to be an avid fan that would want to create a podcast um I'm honestly not sure because I think part of it was just like genuine desperation to find a new fandom like with the way that my previous fandom ended I was just like I need something safe and like I think it was Melanie who said because we were talking about it and Melanie was like I think we're safe it's a 25 year old show nothing weird has come out of like it like there's been no scandals or anything I think all the people are legit I think they're nice I think this is a safe place to like plant our fandom flag so that made me like really want to like it and then I actually didn't love season like it took me a long time to really fall in love with the characters I remember like liking the general gist of it but I really felt like the characters started so flat and one-dimensional and it wasn't until like I was intrigued enough to want to keep watching plus Richard Dean Anderson and Amanda Tapping were so hot. I was like, I mean, if for nothing else, I'll keep watching for them. Um, But yeah, I think what ultimately ended up like keeping me was the chemistry between SG one and like the way that they became like, I'm a sucker for the found family trope and like the way that they kind of banded together and like, I mean, it's just a comforting thought, right? To think that there's a team of people out there who are protecting Earth and being sacrificial, noble heroes. And, like, yeah, I like that. Cool. Melanie? That's another classic tangent. You see how that... That wasn't a tangent. That was an answer to the question. 
the long answer to your question. Um, if we wanted short answers, we probably wouldn't be doing a podcast. That's true. She has a point. Um, I guess, I mean, I, I'm kind of like just though, like, when I first restarted watching it, I watched the pilot, and I mean, I didn't really love it. Now that I rewatched it, I'm like, you're stupid. It's a great <laughs> pilot. And then I remember watching, like, the first, like the next couple episodes at work on the background and I just didn't like like Jess said they were kind of flat I mean and I didn't really like the show until Fire and Water because they allowed it allowed them to show some sort of acting chops like Daniel kind of had to do stuff Sam had to do stuff Jack had to do stuff Tilk was just kind of being stoic Tilk <laughs> um but I mean, so that's kind of what really grabbed me onto the show was Fire and Water. Cause it was like, and it was like the first kind of episode that I was like invested in. And then um, I'm also a sucker for the found family trope. I mean, if you look at my shows that I watch, they basically all have some sort of found family. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of what kept me coming back. I'm going to echo Jess again and say that Amanda Tapping and Richard Dean Anderson, Richard Dean Anderson are another reason I came back. But, you know, that's, and then... As we progressed in the seasons, the storylines got better, and I liked that. So, cool. Chelsea, how about you? I was sort of already vaguely invested in the show when I started because you two had put out so much content already, and I hate it when you guys are posting things that I can't actually read or I have to scroll past because I don't want to get spoiled about shows, and so... I, but I'd already seen a lot of beautiful gifts, and I was I was sort of motivated to to like it from the start, mm-hmm. and and I think for me it was pretty well. So I actually watched the movie first because I'm a completionist. Like I I have to get the full experience, so I watched the movie first, and I I enjoyed the movie. I love who's the creative team that did that. So it's a Roland Emmerich, but it's Dean Devlin who did leverage and I love Dean Devlin. And so, uh, so I liked the movie. I love Kurt Russell in general, but I feel like they just it kind of neutered his charisma in that, in that movie. And, uh, and so I, I liked the movie. I thought it was an interesting concept enough that I, I was excited to watch the, to watch the show. So then, but pretty much right off the bat, I, I liked I liked the show. I thought it had a really good hook with the cold open of the very first episode being like a bunch of people dying basically or and are getting kidnapped by aliens. Mm-hmm. And and I I mean I love Richard Dean Anderson and so introducing him right off the bat and then also Don Davis who I've seen like he always plays the military guy and everything like Twin Peaks, X-Files like so immediately I recognized him and he's art it's just already the perfect casting for like okay serious military guy I'm on board and and then Sam shows up and is like ridiculous feisty over- I just I don't know I just I texted you guys I was like I love her already I can't yep. <laughs> like uh, so I pretty much was I was hooked from the beginning and I but I agree I think that but then uh, Fire and Water was kind of the one that really sold the show for me because it really is one of the first moments where you feel that they're actually a team and 
Yeah. And so even though I loved all of the characters right off the bat in the in the very first episode, it didn't I think that it was really then finding their footing and really just reveling in the fact that these people are a team. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, I honestly I was I was I was hooked pretty much right from the beginning. Yeah, but, I think it's interesting because like, well, first of all, y'all got hooked way earlier than I did. I feel like I enjoyed it up until, like, I liked Fire and Water, and, like, there are moments I liked. I wasn't emotionally invested until, like, Singularity, I think. Like, uh, that's Cassie's first episode, and, yeah, that is when I was, like, I felt, like, emotionally connected and and invested. I think it's interesting, as I've, like, started doing this rewatch, it's amazing I stuck with this show as long as I did. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just going back through and being, like, hell and like, um i think we're gonna use this like I, I think we said we were going to like later as we do these podcasts but like these illustrated companions and like it's so funny to like read these like behind the scenes like producer writer directors even some of the cast just saying like yeah those early eps um we were just trying to find our feet out of we have no excuse for what happened in episodes one through six. Our apologies. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, those were like rough, but I appreciate that they were like pushing boundaries and trying to figure out what the hell kind of sci-fi show they were going to be. Like, are we a campy sci-fi show? Are we a serious sci-fi show? Like, what are we? And I really appreciate that they took the time in season one to explore what they were going to end up becoming. Yeah, I think that I think that's a really good point. I think you're always going to have missteps when you're creating a new show. And like, it's true though. The first half of season one, I mean, I've been trying to get my friend to watch it and she can't make it past episode four. And I'm like, okay, that's fair, but Mm -hmm. you should make it past that. (laughs) I promise that like on the other end of that, like there's a season two on the horizon and it's like a whole different ball game. And it's, it's incredible. The difference between season one and season two in terms of like tone and like messaging and stuff. So yeah, it's definitely a cool show to watch like evolve. Well, you brought up, so, so you kind of brought up how like the first couple episodes are wonky and how like they're finding their footings and whatnot. And so it got me thinking about other sci-fi shows that I've watched over the years or like sci-fi fantasy shows. So like Buffy or X-Files or whatever. <laughs> if you think about those, the first couple like four or five episodes are kind of like, what's going on guys <laughs> um so yeah i think it's just yeah i don't know i don't know where i'm going with that but there you go i think well i think it's yeah. part of of writing television it's a unique medium because you pitch you know you pitch a pilot you pitch a story whatever and then you get into a room with a group of writers and then you have actors who are bringing things to life in maybe a way the writers didn't anticipate. Mm-hmm. And and so I think it's natural for television to evolve in a way that a lot of other mediums don't. And so I think it's the mark of a good creator, a good writer's room when they evolve naturally with the story that it, that comes out and the actors and the, and the dynamics that are developing. And so I think when the second season of a, sh- of a show is better than the first one. It's a very good sign for the cast and the crew of that show because it means that they took the le- from lessons they learned 
in the mm-hmm. first season and built on them and did something interesting with them versus sometimes you have shows that have a great first season because they had the story they wanted to tell. But then when things started evolving, season two falls apart because they didn't know what to do with the new direction things maybe were going. And so in my opinion, I'd rather watch a show that has a rocky first season and improves into the second season than the mm. other way around. Yeah. I totally agree. All right. What do you guys hope to get out of this podcast? We presumably started the podcast for a reason. Uh, I mean, so I'll start because I was sort of the one who spearheaded this, uh, us starting this podcast. The, that is true. The, I love to listen to podcasts and I was recently moving and listening to a lot of podcasts. And since Stargate was the thing that I cared about the most, I was looking for Stargate podcasts and I just felt like, as I think is often the case in the sci-fi fandom, there was a little bit lacking of the female voice in talking about Stargate. And so even though they were really fun podcasts, I just, I felt like I wasn't hearing at all what I would be saying about the show or what I would want to hear, you know, the dialogue I would like to hear about the show. And so I thought maybe we should try and find a way to put that dialogue out there and create the conversation that I would like to see happening about the show. And so I brought it up to Melanie and Jess because... They are the ones who introduced me to the show in the first place. And like, not to say that we're going to be like, I don't think every episode, we're not going to be this like gung-ho, girl power, feminist only, men suck, blue kind of podcast. I think like when Amanda Tapping said that when she like spoke to the writers and that first, after the first couple episodes and she was like, hey, um, you don't have to keep telling people my reproductive organs are on my inside. People know that. Sam will become a feminine character simply because I am playing her. I'm a woman. That's how this works. Like there's nothing magical or special about me being a woman. I am going to bring that naturally. So I feel like while we're providing a female voice, I don't think that we're going to be like, well, in this episode of Stargate, let me tell you all the ways that misogyny was presented. It's like, okay, like that's going to be around, but we're also going to talk about all the cool fun explosions and the kick-ass like hand-to-hand and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm totally with you, like providing a space for women to explore this fandom is important. And I'm excited also just to hang out with like you three every week and like talk about the thing that we love the most and that's yeah yeah me too yeah there's only two, two others of us, of us. Not, not, not i'm talking my extra personality <laughs> she's always hanging around all right melanie oh to be honest i'm just kind of here to talk about the thing that i like I'm just and uh <laughs> i miss podcasting so <laughs> that's another reason i'm here um <laughs> and that's 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 about it and I get to hang out with you guys every week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think ultimately the whole reason that podcast fandom podcasts exist is because people really like to talk about the things they like. And sometimes it can yeah. be hard to find those opportunities on a day-to-day basis. It can be hard to suss out the people that live near you that actually care about the thing you care about. And then it can also be especially hard to find the ones who care about it as passionately as you do without coming like off as a way that you do. Yeah. And so 
one of my goals is my favorite thing about podcast listening on fandoms is like when someone says something you either vehemently agree with or vehemently disagree with and you're in the car alone like a crazy person yelling at your radio like no that is are you stupid <laughs> yes thank you my goal is to have at least one person like be that crazy person in their car or like walking down the street having that moment yelling at us while listening like if that happens i will consider this podcast a success and please tell us if that does happen oh god yeah okay yes sir Yeah. So agreed. I mean, that sort of rolls us into one of the last things we want to talk about, which is what we want to put out there. I mean, again, just because we're all women doesn't mean we just want to be like girl power. We don't care about the. I mean, there's a lot of men on this show and clearly we wouldn't watch it if we didn't appreciate what they brought to the show. And so um, we we just want to we just want to talk about the show and we have our own perspective on it what i would like fans to get is exactly what jess just said is to be able to have a conversation or feel like you're part of the conversation and again that's one of my favorite parts about listening to a podcast is when you're like what are they even thinking (laughs) or no that's exactly what i thought when i watched it and Mm -hmm. And because it's so fun to have those moments of of feeling connected to people who love something that you love. And even if they love it differently or see it a slightly different way than you do, it's still just really validating and awesome to be able to share it with people. And so that that's what I want. I just want to be able to share the thing that I love. And that's what I want the fans to get out of it is to be able to share the thing that they love. And for Amanda Tapping and Richard B. Anderson to know about this podcast... <laughs> Their agent to contact us and then they whisk us away and we interview them and have dinner with them and then the dream is complete. Is that also part of our end game? <laughs> Apparently that's part of your end game. I will not, way I, in the future. I will way in the future. <laughs> we have to be successful first, Jess. You can't you can't have the cake. Wait, no, that's not the right never mind. <laughs> no, I want the cake and I want to eat it. I want there you go. Yes, uh, but I mean, if that, I mean, but if that does happen, I wouldn't be opposed to it. All right, so I know Man Tapping and Richard Dean Anderson are definitely listening to this podcast right now. So that's your invitation. We're open and ready. I mean, I think Amanda Tapping has more of a chance of listening to this than Richard Dean Anderson does. How dare you? But <laughs> <laughs> just saying, <laughs> he doesn't. Chris Judge might be the most likely one. Okay, yeah, Chris Judge, we don't mean to exclude you. (laughs) You are also invited. All right, anything else you guys hope that the fans get out of the podcast? I just want like an interactive space. I feel like, like you said, it's really fun writing to people and like talking to people and like being able to take your fandom with you in some way, like having a little fandom in your pocket that you can just play and be like, oh man, I wonder what Chelsea, Melanie, and and me, Jess, are saying. Like, it is I, it's me, Mario. <laughs> but yeah, I think we've said what we want to say. That's fair. You know, if we happen to meander down to Ship Lane and we end up talking a little bit about Sam and Jack, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. I mean, and we can also talk about the other ships. There are other ships. No. I mean, <laughs> well, like, for instance, hold on, no, no, no. But, like, for instance, 
when you rewatched Broken Divide the other day, you brought up how people could ship Janet and Jack. Totally. Which, which for half a second, I was there. Yeah. And then it's, I wasn't. <laughs> fine. The potential other ships, but the only ship that matters is Sam Jack. <laughs> we wow. will gladly talk about any and all ships that occur to us and to <laughs> you, the fans. Uh, Except if it includes Daniel, then I won't talk about it. We we bring some different perspectives to this podcast, which I'm sure you will soon suss out that uh, some of us like Daniel more than others. Okay, you say some. One person. I mean, I don't think the podcast would work that well if none of us liked Daniel. I think it would work great. <laughs> you know, I'm honestly just waiting until we get to certain episodes where Jess and I just like go on tangents about Daniel, and I want to see how you're going to respond to that because I have lots of ammo to throw at you. So <laughs> bring it on, bring it on. My dad's lawyer. I grew up, I grew up being the devil's advocate. That was like family dinners in my household. <laughs> then Daniel did this, and he said that, and after all, Jack did for him. <laughs> about your client lady <laughs> so look guys look how much you have to look forward to there's gonna be a what'd you call it dumb dumb daniel <laughs> there's gonna be, gonna be a dumb dumb, dumb daniel dumb. segment and then there's gonna be a chelsea defense daniel segment <laughs> and then a sam jack segment and then the actual episode segment and then <laughs> you guys you thought about this uh really in depth we're very organized clearly we've got planned segments and everything we're like an official podcast this that is 100 percent accurate uh, she said no sarcasm that is 100 percent true right so <laughs> uh, moving on yes let's keep it rolling moving okay on. all right so in in order for us to get an idea of what the fans like that we're doing what the fans don't like that we're doing we have created a twitter account and an email for our podcast and we would love to hear from fans on what they think about what we're saying what they would like to hear us talk about focus on and also to keep we'll use our twitter to keep you updated on when we will be releasing new episodes and so right now the plan is for us to try and release them weekly although this intro episode will be releasing probably a little bit more like two weeks before our, our next episode before we put our next episode out so the Twitter and our email are functionally the same. We've got Melanie. Do you want to give the Twitter? Uh, the Twitter is at Chevron's with an S locked seven. Okay. Yeah. And then the G the Gmail is uh, Chevron's locked seven at gmail.com. So please feel free to reach out to us and follow us on Twitter and keep tabs on on what's coming and when and we will try to keep you updated as much as possible and be as accessible uh, as we can be to to make this really a, a positive fandom experience since that's sort of that's what we want we want to create a, a really fun fandom in your pocket like Jess said so yeah. so yeah so those are that's the contact information for us and we'll plan on trying to keep a regular update schedule and keep you guys updated as well anything you guys want to add to to close things out no i think you ended it beautifully okay <laughs> all right so this is chelsea you can find me at kahils k-a-h-e-e-l-s on twitter and 
my Tumblr is ridiculous. And so if you want to know it, you can hit me up on Twitter and I will tell you. <laughs> uh, and this is Jess. And if you want to find me, you can catch me on Twitter at JessTheMess250. Although I do not know how to use Twitter and don't get on there very often. I'm a bad millennial. So you can find me on Tumblr at Professor Tenet. Mel? And then you can find me on Twitter at Melanie Martian. M-E-L-A-N-I-E-M-A-R-S-H-A-N. And then you can find me on Tumblr at my stupid dumb flyboy. All right. So this is Chevron's Locked signing off. You can check back in with us in two weeks when we'll be talking about the Stargate movie starring Kurt Russell and James Spader. We should have, like, a cool sign-off or something, like, gate dialing out, and then just fade out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just spitballing here, guys. What do they say when uh, a, someone's dialing in? What is it? Incoming, incoming wormhole. wormhole. There you go. Or incoming, incoming traveler. No, that should be... Oh, never mind. Okay, sorry. But yeah, that Wait. makes more sense <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wormhole. Outgoing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, close the iris. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I say close the iris. That doesn't make sense because I'm in person. Like that. <laughs>